Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. I'm so thankful the Keatings have been with us, Adina and Nathan Keating. They pastor in Lumberton, Texas, and I've invited Nathan. He's going to preach to us today. We had a wonderful time at 9 o'clock. You are glad you're in church today. Amen. And why don't we give Pastor Keating a good warm welcome, pastor of Parkway Life Church in Lumberton, Texas. Come on, let's show him what it's like in Virginia. Amen. Thank you, buddy. God is good, isn't he? Man, you folks, this is the group that slept in. And you're like, man, just a little bit long. I'm hitting the snooze a few more times because it's cold out. Baby, it's cold outside. And uh, so we're glad that you are in the house today. I'm so glad to connect with you. Some of you I remember from uh, the men's weekend we had with you, and it was a joy to see some of your faces again. And uh, I'm ready to preach the word of the Lord today. Anybody going to help me? Come on, you, you slept in. You got to give it a little bit more than the 9 a.m. I'm just saying, just saying. And um, so we're going to share the word of the Lord with you. And, and I, I, I want to tell you this, we have a couple with us today from Parkway Life Church, flew out with us, going to go fly back home with us, and they're visiting at Life Church this weekend with us, and I'm so happy to have Jennifer and Robbie Tice. Wave at us, Jennifer and Robbie. These are awesome folks, and uh, just just some of our all-stars at Parkway, and I'm glad to have them here this weekend, and if you haven't met them, I, I want you to. You're going to be blessed. Hey, um, I want to preach to you today, teach to you today, speak my heart, and, and hopefully it connects with you in a big way. I want you to remember this message. I really do because I feel like it's a game changer for you, and I know us ministers always feel that way about our messages, but I, I hope it's a concept. That's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm hoping it's a concept that you can hang on to, and, and it's it's easy enough to connect and remember. That's, that's a big deal that I hope happens. And so I'm going to preach VCR, VCR. And I, let me ask you this question to start off. How many of you have ever made some, some bad choices in your life? Come on. Come on. Come on. Some of y'all, some of y'all lying. You're like, oh, I've I done, I done it all right, man. I'm done. One brother right here, still got both hands up. right? That's what I'm talking about right there, buddy. That man owning those bad choices. VCR, and when I say VCR, some of you are thinking of that old school VCR. The, the younger ones are thinking, I have no clue what uh, VCR is. It, it was an old piece of equipment used to watch movies. When you missed a movie, you could, you could go to Blockbuster. Come on, Blockbuster, anybody. And, and you go through there and pick out a movie, and for $2.99, you go home and watch yourself a movie, and, and man, it was, it was the ticket. It was the ticket. And so that's what an old-school VCR is, but not today. Not today. Um, it stands for something else in this house. And so I want, I want some help today. I need some help to help me. And um, Evan, I, I, you, you helped me this weekend a little bit. I want you to help me. And I want you to come stand as closest to me about right here. And then I need a, a, another, another somebody to help me. And I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I need to start choosing from the back rows. 
Because people go, oh, he's going to choose you if you get up there, you know. So, uh, you want, okay, bro, come on, come on. The man on the back row raised his hand. Come on, we're going to own it right here, right here. Come on down. And then I, I've, got, I've got another friend of mine that I met back at the uh, men's thing that I wanted to come up here. This is my 60 Rockers friend. Come on, bro, come on, come on. Come on, my 60 Rockers friend that I'm telling you, if I had hair, it would be like him. Hey, look, look at it. He's, not everybody has got a Valentine shirt. <laughs> Brother's got a Valentine shirt. I know you're getting roses, that Valentine shirt. Come on, give it up for that shirt right there. I lo- hey, I like it. I like it. I like it. So what I want you to do is um, I, when, when I preach here, I want, uh, Evan, you're going to be the, I want you to put your hands kind of like this, this number, and you're going to be, go ahead, a big old V, big old V right there, all right? Big old, that's, that's a big V. That's a big V, all right? And you understand why I picked him to go right here? You're, you're a C. You're, you're a good-looking cheerleader. You, you had it right the first time, believe it or not. You, yeah, you didn't even know that. You didn't even know. Here we go. And I, Now, he got to practice in the first service. You don't want to see his first R that he came out with. So we have uh, worked this R. We, 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 we helped my brother out. So go with the R that we, we know is right. Here we go. Here. Look at there. 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 Come on. Come on. My brother look a little sexy with it, huh? Come on. It's Valentine's weekend. You got to give it to him. He owns it. He owns it. He owns it. I called him an 80s rocker in the first service, and his, his wife said, no, no, 60s rocker. 60s rocker. So let me ask you this question, and what I want you all to do is when I, you know, we don't have to drive them crazy with this, but for a little bit here, I just want to, again, I want to get in their brain that when I say values, I want you to go with that, that big old, big old V, because you got to have big values. That's why I chose Evan. You got to have big old values. And, and when I get to see choices and then results. So here, are you, are you pleased with the results you're getting in your life? And maybe or maybe not, if you've made some bad choices, and every one of us have. In fact, there's some things that all of us have to make some choices about in our life. Everybody, everybody. And, and you're going to get to that point in your life where you've got just different seasons, for instance, like like weight management and career track, uh, debt to income ratio, time management, marriage and family, spiritual maturity. It's, it's somebody you just you're just going to hit that moment, and then, and I I notice I notice that sometimes I do real well on some of that, and sometimes it's kind of ebbs and flows and seasons and different kinds of things and. But I will, I will say this, no matter, listen to this closely, no matter the area of results, no matter the areas of results that you focus on life, there's a formula for every genre. There, there is something, there's a formula. How, how many of you like formulas? I, I like a formula. It, it helps me remember things, and that's why I want to give you this God-based formula that helps you remember what I'm talking about because I want you to work through this in, in your life. And so this is the formula. This is the formula. And they're going to put it on the screen for you. And that is this. Our values, our values. And I'm going to stop right there. And values, I'm going to, I'm going to add this to it a little bit. And that is beliefs. Our beliefs. Everybody say beliefs. So our values are our beliefs influence our choices. And to add a little something to that, I'm going to, I'm going to say decisions. Our decision making. And are y'all, are, y'all, are y'all helping me? Which then 
determines the results. Come on. So I'm going to say it quickly. Our values influence our choices, which then determines our results of your life. And I, I want you to say it with me. You ready? Here we go. Our influence our choices, which determine the results of your life. VCR. Now, what we just gave you in that formula, I want to unpack for the next few minutes and try to help you uh, connect with this and, and really make better some better things happen in your life. L listen to this. If you are discontent in any area of your life, you are discontent with your results. Think about that with me. If you're discontent in any area of your life, you're discontent because you didn't get the results that probably you were expecting. So let's, let's talk about, if it comes to the area of finances, in the area of finances, you may or may not like the results that you ended up getting, and it's because of some choice that you made. And you, if you would think with me, could go back to that choice in your mind and you could see why you got the results that you got. Maybe it was a, a choice that you made in marriage and career and family or uh, one of these areas that you would go back and talk about some choice that you made in life that got you that big old result that you don't like. And so when you have an area of discontent in your life, an area of results that you don't like, there was a choice that you made to get you there. Now, you, you can, now sometimes right here, the choice we make is to blame everybody else. Come on now. We blame everybody else for this that got us this, and we spend most of our life playing the victim card, come on, and we're playing the victim card because we didn't like what we got and we don't want to blame it on ourselves. And so, and so that's, you want to hear something, and, and to me this is maddening, maddening, and every one of us have done it. And it's almost sinister thinking, and that is uh, we think from time to time we want, we know we're making a bad choice. <laughs> it just looked funny to me. I don't know. My brother's going all in, though. You got to give it to him. Come on. <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing. You're doing great, man. You really are. Especially off the back row. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, and and again, this is almost sinister thinking. It's maddening thinking. But sometimes you know that you are making a bad choice, but, 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 you feel like it's okay because you can manage the result. And you know, you know it's a bad choice. You, you, you absolutely know that it's a, a really, really bad choice going into it. And you make it anyways. That's maddening. That's sinister thinking. It's crazy. But you go, you know what? I really think that when this result comes out, 
I can manipulate it. I can manage it. I can, I, I'm going to live with that because I think I can do that because I want to make this choice so bad I can handle the results. Let's give it up for these dudes. Can you do that? Hold on, hold on. You know what? I was going to let... I was going to let you sit down, but I hadn't even got to the, the, the value yet. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Y'all don't have to keep doing it, though. You're wearing yourself out. But you just stand in there, you represent it. You did it so well that we see it, the visual. Watch this. You're single. You're single. You know it's a bad idea to ask this person out. You know it. Everybody's told you. But you want it so bad that your best friends will tell you, no. And you do it anyway because you feel like you can manage the results on the other end. I know it's a bad financial decision. I know it. But because I want it so bad, I believe I can handle the fallout from this bad choice. I think I can manage the results. When there is an arena of your life that you do not like the results, the temptation is to say, in order to change the results, I need to make better choices. And that's what we've been taught since we were little kids. I played sports, and they pushed that into us. Man, you got to make a better choice. I preached this message uh, a couple, a few weeks ago at our church, and we have a, a coach for our local football team that came to me after service, and he said, bro, you've totally changed my mindset on this because I push into my football team. they got to make better choices. And we've spent our time trying to get their choices retooled, but that's the temptation. When we think we get bad results, we tend to think we automatically got to go back and fix a bad choice. But there is more to it than that. Our values, come on, give me a value, a big old value. Our values influence our choices, which gives us the results. And sometimes our values are messed up. They're jacked up. They're confused. They're broken. And we think, well, when you, I need to re-decide some things. I need to re-decide some things. But here is the issue. If re-deciding doesn't involve retooling, you're going to keep getting the results that you're not looking for. And so something has to change. And the change is an overhaul of your big old values. So now let's give it up for these awesome dudes. Can you do that? Thank you so much, guys. So what's the common denominator in all of your failed relationships? What is the common denominator in all of your failed relationships? You. You've been to 47 churches and every one of them have problems. You the problem. Are you with me? Are you with me? I know you didn't like that, but I had to hurt you with that one. But something has to change in 
our value system, and it starts with inside of us. The man or the woman will say that they just kept on deciding and they kept making bad choices. Now, I've seen people in my life that we look at them and in the ministry, we, we meet a lot of people, we connect with a lot of people, and I'll have people tell me, man, they that lady, she just, she's bad at choosing dudes. She just doesn't know how to pick them. Or he just doesn't know, and they've been married 47 times, and I'm going real far out there because I don't want to hurt anybody in the room. But they just, they just keep, it just keeps happening. And what happens is, if there's not a change in my value system, what happens on this particular situation is they get caught in relational loops. And so what happens is, I'm trying to stay in the place where these guys were so you can see it, but they, they, they get in relational loops, and so this is what's going on. So, and this can be financial loops. This can, I mean, you name it, whatever the loop may be, but you get caught in this. In other words, this, I made a bad choice, and so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get rid of that result, and I'm going to make a new choice, but I'm intelligent. And my, I'm intelligent enough to know this, that I'm going to work my choices a little better because last time I chose this and I got that, so this time I'm going to choose this and I'm going to get that. And you, you, you choose this and all you did is just didn't get the old that, but you got a new that. And you still don't have the results that you're wanting because you just tweaked it. My last person I was had, with had this addiction, and so I'm going to get the next person. They're not going to have that addiction. And so you, you, you work your choices a little bit, but you still some, choose somebody. They're a little different than the last one. We give you that honor, but you still got the same result at the end that you were looking for. And the same thing goes in finances and all of these areas. We get caught in these loops because we keep trying to retool our choices and we don't go to the next place that is deeper than that. And that is leaning in to what made causes us to make the choice in the first place. And so that's why sometimes we... We, we keep making those bad choices and, and finances. I mean, again, you name it. So that's why so many people get just miserably angry. And, they, well, they don't know how to pick them or they don't, they don't know how to do this or they don't know how to do that. And they find themselves in a place that the real issue is not dealt with, and that is the invisible operating system of their life. It's faulty values. It's faulty values. And so I want, I want to look at a verse to try to show you a cool verse. It's Psalms chapter 11, verse 3. It says, if the foundations be destroyed, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So if you see Evan still up here with that big old value, if the values be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's 2022. We are living in a world that's cray-cray. Come on now. It's crazy. And you and I are looking at it, hopefully with God-based value system, and, me, and you are looking at it and going, they, they have lost their minds because they've totally lost how to choose right from wrong because their value system has been so destroyed by the things of this world with their worldly value system. And, and, and they, they, they tweak 
change the choices a little bit, but still getting crazy results. And it is, it, it is maddening for someone that has good values. And so instead of continuing to operate within your results and choices and having frustration there, Jesus says if you want to be free, something else has got to happen. You've got to, you've got to change some things. And so let's look at it. This is out in NLT. It's John chapter 8, verse 32, and, and I love this scripture. And, and you know the scripture very well. It says, and you will know the truth. Everybody say truth. Everybody say you will know the value. And the, that this truthful value is going to set you free. I, don't, I know, already know that the end result is going to be freedom because at the front of it, my value system is truth. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's a total change in how you think. It's a total change, and that's what I'm going to work on you here today. And so I'm going to go to another text that is just absolutely amazing. It's Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and it's this. And I'll read the first part of this verse, and I'll come back later and read the other. But listen to this. It says, do not. Everybody say, do not. Conform to the pattern of this world. So I'm going to say it this way. Do not conform to the values of this world. Somebody need to hear that right there. Do not. He screamed. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But watch this. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You don't need to conform. Do not allow yourself to be conformed or press into the value system or the thinking of this world or the pattern of this world. And I want to tell you what, for me, that's good news to me. Because I don't want my family, I don't want my finances, I don't want my morals, I don't want all of that stuff to look like the families, the finances of the world that I'm bumping into in life. And, and, and so I'm on your team with that. We're all, we're wanting to get a different result, and I want you to have a different result. Your pastor and wife want a different result for you, and so he preaches truth so that you can have a different result, even though the truth hurts sometimes. But it says, be transformed. To transform, we get this Greek word, and which fleshes out and gives us this meaning of metamorphosis or to be tra or a transformation. So he says to be transformed or to have a metamorphosis. At the end of the day, I want your result to be different than those that you bump into. And so I need you to have a metamorphosis. I need there to be a, a total transformation in how you think. I want to just stop right here and tell you, just because you're in the church, this hadn't automatically happened. But I showed up, and I, I just stood on the pew, and, and I started giving, and, and, and I just, I got a whole new, whole new, no, no. You're going to have to get up involved in this. You're going to have to let God get up involved in this and create a transformation by having a renovated mind. This little word renew can be translated into renovate. Everybody say renovate. 
Now, let me, uh, let me ask you some, some questions. How, how many of you have ever renovated your house? Anybody ever renovated your house? I'm going through a, a season right now. We're, we're trying to gradually work through our house and renovate and remodel different parts of it. And um, we just finished the, the next stage of that because we're trying to pay as we go. <laughs> and so we just finished the front office. We redid our front door, and we gave my precious family, and starting with the blessings of my wife, she loves this, and it's our new pantry. We took in some of our garage. You didn't need all know all that, but I just want to share it with you. But um, so, so we did all this. And in the process of all of this, there are some things that my contractor, and the contractor goes to our church, and I told him, you didn't tell me some stuff. You, there's some stuff you didn't share with me, bro. You, did not, you, didn't, you didn't share this with me. And I'm going to tell you some things he didn't share with me. He didn't tell me how messy it was going to be. I, I'm just telling you. He did not, this is the front part of our house, and in the back left corner, there is sheetrock dust. I don't even know how it found its way. It like worked its way through vents and all this kind of stuff and landed. And you go to put something on and you're like, oh, my Lord. It was messier than he ever told me it was going to be. Another, th- another thing is he didn't tell me that it was going to take longer than he told me. Come on. He told me it was going to be done like the first or second week of January. It was in the first week of February before we got finished. Of course, we know it's because of COVID, but anyway. But, I mean, every, everything, everything's because of COVID. So I hurt you with that one right there, didn't I? And so, and so he also didn't tell me that it was going to cost me more than he told me. He, he went to buy lumber and came back and said, that was $800. And I went, so, so what? Yes, because of COVID, it's $800. And, and they, didn't, they didn't tell me that it was going to cost more. But he also didn't tell me this. It was going to be more spectacular than I could imagine. I mean, we got through and we were taking pictures, put it on Facebook. I mean, it, it looked, it's fantastic. It's spectacular. I didn't know it was going to turn out that beautiful. Paul is saying this, don't allow the herd to con- cause you to conform to the culture of this world. It's going to be, I want to just tell you right now, uh, uh, as a pastor, as a guest pastor, I got to tell you stuff that sometimes even as pastors don't tell you, and that is this. A renewing of your mind is going to get messy. We, we like to tell you, we like to say, come on down to the front. Pray and repent. God bless you. You're going to go back out. You're going to have a renewed mind. I just hate to tell you, it don't work out like that. And we may not do a real good job telling you that, but I got to tell you today, it's going to be messy. And let me tell you something else. It's going to take longer than you think it's going to take. It's gonna, and I'm going to tell you this, it's going to cost you a little more than you were expecting going into this. But I got to tell you this, it's going to be spectacular. People are going to see you five years from now when you change your value system. They're going to see old friends with old values are going to come by and they're going to go, man, 
Look at you. I, bro, what's so different about you? And you're going, I didn't even notice anything. Because your mind is on the how messy it was, how long it's taking, and, and how much it costs you. And you forget to throw your hands up and then tell you and, and, and say, God, thank you for being crazy spectacular and making this and creating this and creating within me a clean heart, oh God, and renewing a right spirit mind within. Come on. And so when people see you, they get a snapshot of the entire change, and they say spectacular. I want to say this to you today. Stay in the fight. Stay in the journey. Stay in the remodel. It's worth the journey because it's spectacular. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house? And I will tell you this. Don't feel bad that you had a faulty value system. You were expected to have a faulty value system. You were born into the world. You have a worldly value system. And, and then it just keeps increasing, and, and maybe it's your parents' value system. But it was placed on you. And even if you have good parents, they might have had some faulty things about them. And, and, and so you picked up that in your value system. And the way you make your choices is built still off of that faulty value system. And so... We need to really, we want, we want freedom at the end of this thing. We want a freedom result. We've got to let God really, really start overhauling and remodeling our values. Now, I'm going to go back to that verse. If they would be so kind to put uh, verse 2 back up there, the beginning of verse 2, back up there. And it says this, do not, say it with me, do not conform to the pattern of this world but be, oh man, that's good, isn't it? Hold on. This is the rest of the verse. You ready? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Rest of the verse. Here we go. Watch this. Watch this. It says, then, then. So here's the choices. Then. I'm at my choice. Then. If there's an overhaul, retooling of my mind, God's reworked my value set, then, then, then you will be able to test and approve. Now, this isn't that choices moment. You're going to be able to test and approve what God's will is. What's God's will? This is the result. I'm going to be able to test what God's, I'm going to be able to test and prove what God's will is. And this is what His will is good, pleasing, perfect will of God. So down here on the end is his pleasing, his good, his perfect will. And there's not anybody in this room there that wouldn't be right there and that guy going, sign me up for that remodel. I want good. I want pleasant. I want perfect will. I want all three of those things. And if so, you got to be over here and not conform to this area right here. Let God rework this. And then I'm standing after I have retooled my value system and I have taken out the faulty side of it. And by the way, God's grace will help you with that. He'll help you with that. His grace will help you with that. And you retool that value system. Then I'm able to test and approve. So now it's, it's, it's choices time, and I'm starting to test and approve so that I can get God's perfect will. Come on, people. That's the word of God right there. That is the word of God. And all of a sudden, you start making wiser decisions than you've ever made before. And, you, and, you, and it just kind of started coming natural to you. Because you've begun to change, you begin to change 
from that worldly view. Now, just think about this with me just a second. We all believe that God has his best interest is for us to do, do well, right? If God really has your best interest in mind, wouldn't it make sense that God would start with your values first? It, it makes sense to me that if he has his, he would start with, with my values first. Now, I've, this is my second time here, and, and by your second time, you've already started becoming family, right? You're, I'm one of y'all, so, 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 so I'm up in here. I'm a, I'm a life church guest today, but I'm really family today. Thanks for making me feel that way. So <laughs> sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta ask for some love, you know. So by being family, by being, I'm, I'm a guest pastor, so I'm gonna go a little pastoral here just a minute. Is that all right? We'll go pastoral here in just a minute, and this is, this is, this is pastoral, this is pastoral, and that is this, God's value is to frustrate you, start with your choices. If he wanted to frustrate you, and, and this is where I'm really going to go pastoral, religion always starts with your choices. No, 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 I don't care what religion background you're from, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. It always starts with your choices because religion is, is man-based. And so man starts trying to put rules and regulations for you to get the right result. Come on now. But if God has our best interests in mind, he always is going to start with our values. So listen to this. Religion starts with your choices to change your, your results. Relationship starts with your values to change your results. <laughs> that's what that's the way it works. So that's why the Old Testament was law-based. The Old Testament was rules-based. And, and so religion was trying to work from that way. Jesus stepped on scene, said, that's not getting us the results we want. I need you to focus and have relationship with me. <laughs> I need you to have relationship with me. I want you. Now, I'm going to go a little bit further, and I did do this in the first service, but I felt like you folks maybe need a little extra because y'all slept in. And that is this. I grew up, I grew up in a uh, religious-based system. It wasn't all bad. I'm not trying to act like that in no way. But I grew up in a system. Now, now some of y'all, this is going to be funny to you, but just stay with me here just a second. In, in, in the system that I grew up in, they said this, that watching TV was going to send me to hell. Stay with me just a second. Pastor Buddy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They said that the TV was going to send me to hell, so I started learning at that point that if I just looked at a TV, oh, my God, oh, my God. But I, was, I didn't even have a value based on it. I didn't even have a value system based on it. I just simply was making a choice off of that religious rule. Now, now that was all cool. It worked out pretty good, and then that stinking Internet came along. 
and all the people that told me not to have that box in my house, every one of those dudes got the internet. And all of those dudes will be watching the football game today on the internet. Because I never had a value, and the value, a godly value, is place no evil thing before you. Nobody taught me that. They only taught me it's all about the box. And they never leaned into the value. And so what happened is the Internet came along, and because I've been in this long enough, I've watched many, many Christians that were raised under that environment have no filter when the new technology came along. Because we couldn't stay up with the rules to keep them straight, and they never had a basis that is about their relationship with Christ. And so now they travel off, and when they're in a hotel room, you don't want to know what they're watching. And I'm not saying the ministry. I'm, I'm just talking about general people Christianity. They're, they're, they're doing things that maybe they shouldn't be doing because it's in secrecy, because they, 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 they got all messed up. And I'm, I'm encouraging you, I don't want you to have that problem. And I, I know this church is not that. That's why I feel safe to preach this. But I, I want you to understand why sometimes your pastor is not coming in trying to give you a rule sheet, but he's trying to give you a, teach you and preach to you a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because he's not wanting you to just be in this race until the rules change again. He's wanting you to be in this race and get the result so that one day you can be called faithful. Come on, somebody. I'm about to give you the Keating hop a little bit. Come on. The Lord is up in this place right now talking to some people, retooling your value system. So, is this all right today? And so, when you was a child... When you was a child, your parent wanted to teach you something about not touching the hot stovetop. And the first time you did it, you reached up there with your hand and you started doing it, and they went, Stop! And they screamed. I mean, they about lost their mind. Now, if they would have stopped right there, you would have pulled your hand back. You would have, it would have scared you half to death. You would have pulled your hand back and you'd have stopped and you, Oh, God, oh, God. And that, if they just stopped it right there, but, but they didn't do that because they're a good parent. They, they told you that if you put your little hand up on top of this stove top, thou hand will surely melt it. Does that make sense? That's King James Version right there. <laughs> and because you did not want thy hand to melt it, you kept it off of the stove top. But if they were not a good parent and told you the why behind the what, they wouldn't have told you that. You would have thought this was a rule for this house. And so my mom and dad don't want me to put my hand up there. I don't know why, but they won't put my hand up there. So I'm going to obey that rule. And then you go down to Johnny's house, and Johnny's mama's cooking, and you're like, <laughs> Because nobody told you the why of why you're doing this. That's why, that's why God wants to teach you the value of the why. Come on, my people. The value behind it so that it's not just a 
try to be a rule for the house. It's a, it's a rule for the kingdom of God or a relationship in the kingdom of God. That, and he's not doing this so that you just have noses and no and yeses in your life. He's doing this not so he screams out, stop. He's doing this so that you can get a value-based system that when you are anywhere in your life, whatever city you're at in your life, you have a value system that is based on godly values that you are a Christian in secret as well as you are in public. Oh, my God, he's up in this house right now. I'm having real a lot of fun right now. So your, your Heavenly Father, who's this perfect Father, is not trying to get you. He's, he's trying to teach all of us. I had somebody come up to me after first service and say, bro, this is like a life thing. This is like when, you, when they're about to close the casket. I mean, when you, when you take your last breath, you lose, <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're going to be at this the entire time because God's constantly review, retooling your values. When you go through trials, tribulations, God's starting to work some of that stuff off and going, man, there's some, I've got I to create within you a clean heart, oh God. God, do this within me. Because let me tell you this, I want to grow into his way of thinking. And that doesn't come natural for me. Maybe it comes natural for you. Maybe you got a halo around your head. It didn't come natural for me. And so I have to, I have to lean into God and say, God, I, I want to think about this the way you're thinking, even if it goes against my grain, even if it goes against my wants, my desires. I want it to be based. So let me ask you some questions, and I want to try to, you know, hit, let, let the rubber hit the road here. What are the values that got you to where you are today? What are they? Maybe it's, maybe it's like this. Maybe it's, maybe it's something like this. She, she, will, she will make me happy. So what? She's going to make me happy. And everybody's going, no. No, no, no. My value, she's going to make me happy. And so if I base everything off of that, watch that. It might not turn out good for you. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> what, 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 if this is, what if this is your value system? And I, and I see this sometimes. If I don't get married by 30, something's wrong with me. So if that is my value system, watch this, if that's my value system that I have to be married by 30 or something's wrong with me, if that becomes my value system, I take the first train leaving the station when it gets close to that time. Well, he, he's ugly. It don't matter. He doesn't have a J-O-B. It doesn't matter. He's, still, he's 90 and he's still living with his parents. It doesn't matter. My value is that I, <laughs> y'all bring out the worst in me, man. I'm not like this at home, huh, Jennifer and Robbie? I, I'm, never, I'm never funny or anything like that. They didn't say that's true. See, that, wh what about this one? Oh, I'm sorry. This is, I'll figure a way to pay out, pay for it later. See, see how that works out good for you. If you go into all of your decisions, even your financial decisions, we'll figure out how to pay for it later. 
See if you like the results on that. What about this one? This is how business is done in my industry. See, see, well, I like this one. This is what I'm hearing a lot. People should follow their heart. They, they give you that look, too, when they do that. People should follow their heart. Bro, I don't, I don't know if you know it, but your heart is wicked. No, no, I didn't make that up. That's like a, the Bible said that. I mean, I got, I got a Bible for that. Your heart is wicked. It's messed up. And, and it, it, will, it will tell your feelings all kind of crazy things. It will do all this stuff. If that's, if that's the way you go with this, trust me, you're not going to like the result in 5, 10, 15 years of what that's producing that's coming out. I hope this is helping somebody today. But if you will change that, I don't have a, I don't, I don't want to know about my heart. I want to know what his heart thinks about it. What is his heart? What does he think about this? You know, everyone that I could think of in the Bible made choices. Everybody made choices. And some of those passed the test and some of them did not pass the test. But every one of them whether they made the right choice or not, determine whether they went back to their God values or the worldly side of their values. So, so let's look at it real quick. Daniel, in the Bible, Daniel, y'all remember Daniel in the lion's den? Daniel passed the test. He passed the test. Let's think about it and put yourself in that situation. He prayed three times a day. He, he, a day, he opened up his window and prayed. They saw this, were angry about it. They, they did some conniving, made a rule with the king. And the king said, if you pray to any other, any, if you do this anymore, and it's a blanket across the whole, that whole part of the, the, the land. If you do this anymore, you're going to be thrown into the lion's den. Now, now, what would you do in that situation? So Daniel, I'll tell you what Daniel did, and Daniel passed the test. Daniel leaned back into his Love for God. He wasn't doing this because of rebellion. He leaned back into his love for God, and his God-based love caused him to stick with his God-based values no matter what was going to be down there. It didn't really matter. I really don't know if I'm going to do this and stand for my values and get thrown in the lion's den down there. I, I, and, 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 like, they eat me. And, by the way, I want to stop and say this to you, and, it, and I need to say this because... Sometimes you make God-based choices, and down there, the lions eat you. But trust me, I'm telling you. And that's something we don't say in Christianity. We say that if you make this choice, this God-based choice, down there, it's just going to be skipping across the hills of glory. I talked to a girl uh, just a couple weeks ago, that changed her value system and her, and her entire family turned her against her. Well, that wasn't fun. That wasn't skippy. That was uh, some tears and heartache, but I'll tell you this, when she laid her head on her pillow at night, on her pillow at night, 
God gave her grace to handle this. And I would rather lay my head on my pillow at night, even though it wasn't a glorious ending, I knew it was a God-based ending. Because listen, the world, when they get to this point and they wake up and they're miserable, they go back to their choices and start drinking more, putting more addictions in because they, but you and I go to have peace in that moment. But this is what happened to Dan the man. Dan, Dan prayed. He, he opened it back up. He prayed. And while he's praying, they see him. They throw him in, they throw him in the lion's den and they get lockjaw. What, what about Judas? How did he do? Judas, Judas did not pass the test. Judas got greed in his heart and sold Jesus. How did that do for him when he woke up? It didn't turn out really good for him. He didn't lean to his God-based values that were built around a love for Christ. And so I'm encouraging you to get back to that God-based value. Test those areas. Approve those areas on the value system of God. And I know I'm being super teachy today. Next time we'll come and we'll, we'll just you know, run around here in flags. But today, today I'm, I'm, I want to teach you something. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. And I'm asking my, our musicians to come just a minute. But I want to I I make sure because truth really matters. No, no, it, it really matters. It's really big. And so I want to start checking some things. And so look at this real quick. How, how do I even find truth? How do I find truth? It looks like this. So maybe my value, and this is a value to me, and I believe it is to you also. One of my values is honesty. Anybody got the, that value in your life? Honesty. Honesty. Good. Good. Honesty. So my value is honesty. So if my value is honesty, I'm making decisions off of that value. But how do I know that value of honesty is right? How do I know? I can't trust my heart on that. I've got to have a base on that. Because there are a lot of people who think they're doing the right thing. They think their values are right. So, so how do I know that my value of honesty is right? I mean, Hitler killed people in the name of Christianity. So he was working off a faulty value system all the time thinking it was right. But when I look at the value system, I know his value system can't be right because the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. So the value system, but watch this. In honesty, and when I look at my value, how do I know if honesty is the right value system? Well, then I look at Go back, I have to run back to the Word of God or the character of God, and I have to check it against the character of God or the Word of God, and that is that God cannot lie. God does not lie. That God is truth. And I find out His nature and His character, there's that base, the nature and character of God is honesty and truth, and He cannot lie. So if I'm here trying to make a decision and I know that it's a God-based value system, and it's honesty, and I'm making my decision off of that, I can live with this result because I trust the God in whom I believe. So I'm asking you, what is your formula for making all your choices and decisions?
I want it to leave and be this. Our values, our values influence our choices. If the musicians would please come. Our values influence our choices, which then determines the results for your life. Would you stand with me today? Now, this is what I'm asking you to do as they get ready to play some jazz or some value, good value stuff, whatever it is. Listen, listen to this. This is not all fixed in this message. I hope I was honest about that. It, it gets a little messy. It's going to take longer than you think. It's going to cost you more. But is anybody tired of the way? You've already tried it your way. It didn't work out real good for you. Let's do something different. And not just do something different by retooling our choices. But let's get God back on board here. Let God start really changing that value base, I mean that value system. And again, this is a message that you live out, walk out. It's a walk of faith where it comes in all that. But I do want to start right now by anchoring this word here today. This is what I want you to do. If you're a hand lifter, I know everybody may not be, but if you're a hand lifter, I want you to do it this time, but not so much in worship, but in submission. I want you to lift your hands in submission saying, God, I give up my value system and I want yours. Would you do that? Maybe you just lift your hands and just, just, just hand it over to God. Say, God, I submit to you. I submit to you. I submit to you. If a police officer came up here and they said, get your hands up right now, You'd be lifting it, submitting. You'd be submitting. That's the same thing you're doing in the presence of God, but in a, in a, whole, a whole better situation. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. God's saying, just, just submit. Just throw your hands up. Lord, I've tried it. I've tried it for a long time my way, but I'm throwing my hands up saying, God, I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. I'm tired of fighting. I want to throw my hands up and say, God, I want you to change my value system. I want you to re tool, re renovate, remodel my broken, faulty value systems. In your name I pray, God. God, I pray for my friends today. I pray for our friends at Life Church, God, that Lord, we're all pursuing you, we're growing in you, we're developing in you. All of us are at different stages, God. There's no big eyes, there's no little use, God. If we're brand new in this thing or we've been in the church a long time but we still have a faulty system, God, we're all on even ground at the cross today, and we need your grace to come in and help us, show us the way, guide us. Thank you for your word that is helping to guide us, Lord. We love you so much. Lord, let this be something that sticks in people's minds. Let it, be, let it stick in their mind, God, to help them move in the direction and get the results that you want them to have. In Jesus' lovely name, and everybody say it, amen. God bless you. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you today. Amen, amen. Let's give Pastor Keating a big hand. Amen. I, and I, really, I don't want you to miss the significance of what he talked about today, this simple formula about values, choices, results. I, as he was teaching, I remembered back, I've been pastoring now for 27 years. Probably about 25 years ago, I was praying about, you know, righteous living and godly living and making godly choices. And I 
taught a series about godly living. And I felt like the Lord gave me a formula, and it came back to me today. It was a 25-year-old formula the Lord gave me all those years ago. And it was this. Biblical principles produce convictions which establish standards. Now, I'd have to unpack that for you to really appreciate it. But principles produce convictions which establish standards. And the point was, every conviction or decision that I make needs to be based on a principle or a truth or a value from the Word of God. And if I let those values, truth, principles guide my convictions and my decisions, it's going to establish results, boundaries, choices in my life. Choices, boundaries that will be God-honoring, and hear me, always produce the right fruit. And the reason this is so powerful for me today is I was immediately sitting there thinking, I started living that way and by that formula 25 years ago. And now I'm standing here and I'm going, God, thank you because you never led me astray. I love that Pastor Keating said, you know, it's not always, it doesn't always produce a skip and a jump, right? It doesn't always end with, you know, uh, roses and donuts and, and just uh, your jubilation. But it always, and, but that's because we're just still here on this side of life. Sometimes those commitments to values and choices uh, show up generations later in your children or your grandchildren or maybe in the people that you minister to in the church, right? So I just want to encourage you right now. Make sure every decision is filtered by the Word of God. Who I date, how I spend my money, the habits that I have, amen. There were certain decisions I made many years ago that I was going to abstain from certain things that I used to do because I knew it might end in addiction or end in destruction. Or And make those decisions based on God's word, God's truth, God's character, as Pastor Keating said. And I'm telling you, your lives will be changed. Your children's lives will be changed. Your generation will be changed, amen. Let the word of God guide you and be your light. Father, I just want to say thank you today. Thank you for this, this incredible message of truth, this reminder today, God, that we've got to allow your values to shape us, mold us, lead us. We've got to allow your truth, your word, your spirit, the mind of Christ to overshadow my mind, my thoughts, my desires, Lord. Mold me and shape me, God, so that I could bring you glory and so that I could thank you, God, for every result every circumstance in my life because I put my trust and my confidence in you. Amen. Can we give God a praise together right now? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We adore you in this house and we give you praise and honor and glory. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have a great week this week and I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.